Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now, we're going to hear from our senior leader, Ben Kendrew. We hope you enjoy today's message. Today, I want to begin our series preaching about redemption. Redemption. Because of the cross, you are redeemed. Because of the cross, you are redeemed. But the title of the message today is Redeemed for a Purpose. Redeemed for a Purpose. We're going to start today in Romans chapter 3. This is one of our key passages for the whole series. Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 22. It says, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. This is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. Praise God. Everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice of sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fear when he held back and did not punish those who had sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead, including them, and what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fear and just, and he declares sinners, that's you and me, to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Is anyone thankful for God's grace and undeserved kindness for paying the price? I also want to read from Isaiah chapter 6, one of my favorite passages uh, as Isaiah has a revelation of what God has done for him. It was in the year King Uzziah died. I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne. The train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim with six wings. Two covered their face, two covered their feet, and with two they flew, calling out to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth filled with his glory. Their voices shook the temple to its foundations. We were having worship like that this morning here at the Arise Center. And then I, and this is important for us today, Isaiah says, I said, it's all over. I am doomed because I am a sinful man. Remember, we just read that we're, we're all sinners and we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Isaiah said, I have filthy lips and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I've seen the King, the Lord, but then one of the seraphim flew with a burning coal taken from the altar, and with a pair of tongs, he touched my lips with it. And he said, see, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed. Your sins are forgiven. Many, many, many years before Jesus chose to go on the cross, God was showing Isaiah and us that this was his plan all along. To remove our guilt, to forgive our sins, 
to bring us redemption. After that happened, this is what Isaiah did. I heard the Lord ask, so whom should I send as a messenger? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. Because of the cross, we have been redeemed and we are redeemed for a purpose. I think we all understand uh, the concept of redemption, of something being redeemed. I think for many of us, we, we would grasp the idea of a gift voucher. We get a gift voucher for Christmas or for a birthday and someone else has paid the price for the voucher, but I get to spend the voucher. We understand when we spend it, they might say the, the person at the checkout, your voucher has been redeemed. Would you like to redeem your voucher right now? So I don't have to pay what's owed. It's already been paid. In sport, we might look at a, a sports team that's struggled in the early stages of a year, maybe had a few surprising losses to the Chiefs uh, or to any other team. Uh, and then when it gets to the point when they string a few wins together and there they are back in the playoffs and, and battling it out for victory, we say, man, that team, they redeemed their season, didn't they? Or we look at an individual athlete or sports person and they make a major mistake that costs their team something. But then that same player, maybe later in the match or maybe later in the season, that same athlete does something so significant that puts their team back in the winner's circle. And we say, man, they've redeemed themselves. They've redeemed themselves. Redemption can simply be defined as the act of saving something or being saved from that which would otherwise be destructive, would otherwise be detrimental. That's to say that, that something has been salvaged. It looked like it was going to be really bad. It looked like things were going in a terrible direction. It looked like because of the sin in my life and the wages of sin being death, not just of my physical body, but separation from God for eternity, it looked like things were going in a bad direction. But because of the cross, because of a Savior, He would salvage something, save something, redeem something, and that something is you and me and all of creation. All of creation can be redeemed. That's what Romans teaches us. This is the heart of our gospel, isn't it? The good news. As we read in Romans chapter 3, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. We were all headed for destruction. We don't actually get to look across this auditorium or even across the Aurora Center or the storehouse in Potidua. We don't even get to look across the street and say, oh gee, they're headed for destruction. They're terrible and I'm not. We were all headed for destruction. But the difference is, who has decided to accept our need for a Savior? Who has chosen? Who has chosen to receive the gift, the gift voucher of redemption already paid for on the cross by Jesus? The price has been paid. The debt has been settled. The penalty has already been taken care of. We have been bought back. Bible actually teaches us that we were purchased, bought. But we have also been brought back. You know the difference between bought, you pay for something, and brought, you carry it back? Jesus is carrying us back from destruction. For many of us, our testimony is that I was in destruction, but because of the cross, 
But because of the cross, I've been redeemed. He's so good. So here's our question today. Why then are so many of us not living with the freedom available to us because of the cross? Why do so many of us so often still live as if we are carrying the weight, the responsibility to pay the price for our sins? Why do so many of us, even when we've lifted that hand or prayed that prayer or made a, an acknowledgement, Jesus did it on the cross, that maybe days later, weeks later, or for some of us years later, we still are not cashing in the most significant gift voucher you've ever received, redemption, salvation. Why are we still carrying the dead? I think the answer is that the Bible teaches we are still wearing things that we are meant to have taken off. We are still wearing things that the Bible teaches we were meant to strip off, that it's possible to do because of the cross, to throw away, to lay down, Because otherwise, Jesus purchased our freedom, purchased redemption, and it's like he gave us this gold ticket, this amazing gift voucher. And all we did with it was go, wow, thank you so much. I receive it on the day that I met my Savior, and then I put it in the drawer. Do you know that most gift vouchers expire? You know that most companies put on the bottom the date that this is no longer valid? Now, I want you to know, There actually isn't an expiry date on salvation, praise God. There isn't a moment where it's like, well, it's been X amount of years since you prayed that prayer, so you better do it again just to make sure heaven's gates are still gonna be open to you. But the difference is, even if the voucher doesn't expire, it's still up to you and I to take it out of the drawer to go to the store and cash it in. And with our living out our salvation, between the cross and entering eternity with Jesus here on earth, it's up to you and I to decide, am I gonna be redeemed for a purpose or am I just gonna receive redemption and put it in the drawer? Am I gonna live out my salvation or am I still gonna be carrying debt, carrying weight, carrying sin, carrying shame, carrying guilt, carrying condemnation? See, David wrote in Psalm 38 verse four, My guilt overwhelms me. It is a burden too heavy to bear. And it is too heavy. It is too heavy. For the most sanctified, holy, maybe following the Lord for six decades in one of these auditoriums today or online, it's still too heavy for you to carry by yourself. For the person whose first time it is hearing that God loves you so much that he would pay the ultimate price so that you can be set free and you might have this idea in your head, that sounds good, I wonder what I have to do to earn that, to carry that, to deserve that. The good news for you today is nothing because we, we can't. It's a gift. Because of the cross, we are redeemed but we have to decide whether we will be redeemed for a purpose. Uh, To help illustrate this today, I've got a few friends. Uh, Well, one friend, his name's Tim, uh, and the rest of the team are gonna help bring up some other stuff. Can we welcome Tim today as he comes on up? 
um, Tim, why don't you come over this side today, and uh, we'll bring uh, your, your, your rack of goods. Uh, look, I'll be honest, I actually woke yesterday morning with an illustration in my head that I, uh, I think was from the Holy Spirit, um, but when, when you hear it, you might be like, I'm not so sure about that. Um, it was the picture from that old TV series, Friends, where Joey walks in wearing every item of Chandler's clothes. So I literally, having written this message, prayed about it on Friday, feeling so good, ready to go. I woke up on Saturday morning thinking, Joey wearing all the clothes. <laughs> if you don't know, don't worry, Tim's here. <clears throat> Let me read. <laughs> see, see, the thing is, we are wearing and carrying things we're not meant to. Why don't we start with this one, Tim? For many of us, even though we've heard the good news of the gospel, we are still wearing some of our sin. So, so we celebrated at Easter that Jesus paid the ultimate price, and we go, wow, that's good. I want that. But we're actually wearing it. And then because of that, we're, we're also wearing, we're also wearing our, our shame. Because now I know that wasn't God's plan for my life. That wasn't his, his will and his desire. But I, I still did it. I still thought it. I, I still went that way. And now I'm, I'm wearing shame as well. And then, and then, we, might be, then we might be also wearing, wearing a, a sense of guilt because what I did had an impact on someone else. So, so then we've got guilt on us too. And so now I'm, I'm wearing some sin and I'm wearing some shame and I'm wearing some guilt. And because all of those things, I actually now think, well, that, that gift of salvation and redemption, is it like, am I, am, do I still have it? Now I'm feeling, and we know that we have an enemy of our soul who the Bible calls the accuser of the brethren, or he's just going to keep accusing you and lying at you. And so now we're wearing condemnation on top of everything else, where I'm not good enough, and I don't deserve this, and I'm bad, and I'm meant to be holy. I'm meant to be so good, but now I'm wearing condemnation. And then I think about words that I once said, maybe for many of us, years before you knew the good news of the gospel, and you received the gift of salvation, and the Bible says that your sins are washed away and sent as far as the east is from the west. But now, now I'm also wearing the words that I once said, or maybe some of the things that I once did, and I'm carrying this stuff. Maybe some of it happened decades ago, or if we're honest, maybe some of it happened this morning and some of our interactions with our spouse or our kids. But I walk into church and someone's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, really good, brother. But inside, I'm like, I'm not good. Look at everything that I'm carrying. And then we're also wearing, we're also trying to wear the expectations of others. So people have like a standard. In fact, hey, whoa, look after my chair. That, that one... <laughs> That one's not even going to get on. We can't, carry, we can't carry the expectations of other people. Come over here, Tim. This is how we're trying to go through life. Here's what the Bible says. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. Since you've been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Christ sits in the place of honor, God's right hand. We should think about the things of heaven, not all the things of the earth that are weighing us down. Remember, you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ. Let's jump down in this passage. It says, now's the time to get rid of your anger, your rage, malicious behavior, dirty language. Don't lie to one another for you have stripped off 
your sinful nature. You actually have to take it off. You've stripped it off and instead put on your new nature. So there's a, there's a conscious decision here. Jesus has won the victory on the cross. He's provided the ultimate gift voucher. Uh, are you going to put it on? Are you going to put on your new nature? Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to this life of faith, let us strip off. Great job, Tim. It's good to stop there as well. Let us strip off every weight that might slow us down and the sin that easily trips us up so that we can run with endurance the race. Um, this here, this is my actual jacket. I love this jacket. It's called a coach's jacket. It makes me feel like maybe I'm taking the Crusaders all the way through. <laughs> I know there's an opening next year when, when Razor moves to greater honors. <laughs> This coach's jacket, I love it because it still actually literally keeps me warm. It's a bit of a windbreaker, but it's so light. It's so light. Go ahead, put, put on my, my favorite jacket. <laughs> Take off the old, the Bible says. Put on the new. The new is lighter. Yeah, yeah, wow. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 11, come to me. All of you who are weary, carrying heavy burdens, wearing too many layers that you're not meant to be wearing, weighed down by things that Jesus has already won the victory, paid the price, overcome, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. I'm humble. I'm gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. The burden I give you is light. What you're meant to be wearing, your new nature, it's meant to be light. It's meant to be light because as we read in Hebrews, we're meant to run. And I, I didn't ask Tim to do this, but I can't really imagine him running freely for very long and very far in 17 different jackets. But I can see you going well in my coach's jacket. In fact, sometimes I've worn that out for a run when it's, it's just a little drizzly. You know what I mean? I just want to go running. I just want to keep moving freely. It's not oppressive. It's not restrictive. The burden, the weight of shame, of sin, of guilt, of condemnation. It's too heavy a burden, David said. It's too oppressive and restrictive. And for you to be all that God has called you to be, for you to live redeemed for a purpose in your school, in your university, with your family, for you to live out this freedom life that Jesus has won for you. You don't need the burden of sin and shame. You need to wear. You need to wear the new nature. Light, nimble, easy to move, easy to move. <laughs> we need to be able to move because, because God has a great plan for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Isaiah recognized, when Isaiah recognized what God had done for him, do you remember the process? God is holy and Isaiah is mesmerized. Then a realization, I am 
so not holy. So woe is me. And then God redeems him. Your sin is forgiven and your guilt is removed. And Isaiah's next response, here I am, God. Let's go. Get ready to run. Why don't we thank Tim today? They're fine, man. Leave all those there. We, we just want to look at them and say, I've taken them off now. I've stripped off my sin. I've stripped off my shame, my guilt. I'm leaving it at the altar. I'm leaving it at the foot of this beautiful cross to say, even when I leave this service today in Parirua, even when I come off the link on the online service, I'm not wearing that anymore. I put on my light fitting, ready to run. New nature, because I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed for a purpose. I'm redeemed for a purpose. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 17 to 19 says, this means anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new has begun. All of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us a task, something to do. Redeemed for a purpose. Redeemed to make a difference. Redeemed to share this redemption with a lost and groaning and hurting and broken and confused world. He has given us a task of reconciling people back to Him. God was in Christ. He reconciled the world to Himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And He gave us, that's you and me, every redeemed person, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not just on a Sunday in the beautiful sanctuary, but let the redeemed of the Lord say so on Tuesday. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so on the sports field. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so at your school tomorrow. You may be, you may be the only Christian you know in your environment. And you know what? That's awesome. That's your opportunity. God, God's not surprised by that. So here's the thing. Our burden is light. I love wordplay. I know in studying that scripture that, that that was Jesus talking about a weight or a lack of weight. But Jesus also said, you are a light unto the world. Unto the world. You are a light. You know, the thing about that is, is a lot of living creatures are attracted to light. It's not just a moth to a flame. That's the saying. But even our natural eyes, we are in a dark room and a little flicker of light happens in the corner. Our eyes are drawn to it. People in a dark world, and it is dark because of the, the fall of man. This world is handed over to the prince of darkness. But whenever there is a flicker of light, People are drawn to it. You have to be redeemed for a purpose because, because there are people that God has set around you and he is, he is asking today, who shall I send? Who will go for us? And you know what? <laughs> we don't just have to say, I will go. I believe you are there. Really what he's asking is, who will turn the light on and allow people to be drawn? Come. God in his grace has given us this gift of redemption. You know, we are not just here awaiting rescue on a sinking ship called earth 
hoping that Jesus will come back, whisk us away to heaven. That wasn't God's plan. God's plan was to save and redeem you and I, and then through us, save and redeem this broken and fallen and hurting world so that together we could be redeemed and brought into heaven. So I believe that the reason we might pray, we might sing, oh Lord, come back soon. I'm looking forward to that glorious day when he rides in on the white horse, bring it on. But until that moment, we've got a job to do. We are here for a reason. We are redeemed for a purpose. We are light and living things are drawn to light. I heard on Wednesday here at the Arise All Inn at the Arise Centre in Wellington a story about a young person and because of their life of faith, because they're living redeemed for a, for a purpose, a friend at school started asking them unprovoked about their faith and about their church. I'm praying and believing for that for 57-year-olds in your workplace tomorrow. That someone's actually going, so hey, I just need to know. This thing about Jesus, I know you go to church. I know you are talking about Easter. I just need to know what is going on with Jesus because they're drawn to the light, drawn to the light. You are light to the world. Can anyone remember what else Jesus said when he said, you are light, you are light and you are salt. You know, one of the natural qualities and characteristics of salt is that it can absorb bad odours. Here's a little tip for you. You can put a little cup of salt at the back of the fridge when the fridge stinks because of all the rotten food we left in there before we went away on holiday. And after a, a certain amount of time, it's absorbed the salt, uh, absorbed the smell and you can, you can throw it out. I wonder if you're in your environment where you're like, it's so dark. It's, it's so away from the things of God. There is so much going on there that is destructive that maybe you're there because the light and the salt that Jesus has placed in you can start to absorb all this destruction and you just lay it off because I know Jesus has overcome the grave. He has overcome death and sin. And so us as salt absorb it. And now people have the sense of fresh air. And now they start wondering, why is it that even though in our workplace, everyone's gossiping and chattering and backstabbing and there's always this chatter here at the, at the lunchroom and then someone walks in and the chatter all stops because they were talking about them. But now because of your impact in that environment, things are changing. People are encouraging one another. People speak kindly and when they come in, they're like, here's Bob, I'm so stoked Bob's here because you are salt and you are light and you are redeemed for a purpose. Redeemed. For a purpose. Why doesn't the worship team join me here and in every location with us today? We are to embody the redeeming, renewing work of the cross everywhere that God places us. We are to show that we are no longer slaves to sin. Remember, we stripped off all the layers that aren't ours to carry. And we are to show that in our life. We are to act, as Micah says, act justly to show mercy, to walk humbly. And when we think about the way our world works, that is gonna stand out like a light in a dark, dark room. Because of the cross, you are no longer burdened by that 
imposing weight of sin and condemnation. But we can't just take everything off and then think, I'm good. I'm ready for heaven. We take off all the layers. We put on the running jacket. We get ready to go. Here at the Arise Center and Christchurch and Potidur, and if you can online, can we stand together in the presence of God this morning? <laughs> um, we're all here for a reason. While there is still breath in your lungs, God has purpose for you on earth. On Thursday night, before we had our Arise All In in Christchurch, I had about 15 minutes at my in-law's house when I dropped my son off, spent a little bit of time with the kids, 15 minutes to grab a bite to eat. And uh, the kids were having some sausages and stuff, so I got one of those. And I cut it up. And for the first time in my life that I can recall, <laughs> I think I would recall, <laughs> I properly choked. Like not just gagged and coughed and was like, oh, geez, that went down, that went down the wrong hole. I've learned since then it does go down, literally the wrong hole in the windpipe. And uh, it was traumatic. Um, apparently I was purple, veins on my forehead, which I have plenty of, obviously. Plenty of forehead were <laughs> bulging. Amy, my wife, was whacking my back. She's got sore hands. She was hitting it so hard. Father-in-law also came in aid, tried to help. My mother-in-law, woman of faith that you are, Liz, immediately began rebuking the devil and praying, literally, in the name of Jesus. Our poor daughters were screaming and crying. Would have lasted over a minute. I wasn't breathing. It was properly lodged. Like I'm, I still have a sore throat from where it's obviously had an impact. When it finally came out, praise God, here I am. <laughs> um, it, it was, uh, yeah, can we thank God? <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I mean, I've missed out a lot of details. It, it, was, it was gross. <laughs> As saliva's pouring out, but I couldn't. Amy's asking, can you breathe? I'm shaking my head whacking, traumatic. Um, I actually could, didn't know where Amy had gone. Found her a few minutes later down the hallway in a room sobbing <laughs> as you would watching your husband in absolute distress. Prayed, thank God uh, for the breath that I had in my lungs. And obviously, you know, practically I'm like, am I actually okay to go to All In and preach tonight? Honestly, guys, I have breath. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I mean that. That was my thought on Thursday night. And <laughs> it's Sunday now. On Friday and Saturday, many times I've actually been like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> Yesterday, my knee blows up. I hit the ground. All the boys that arise uh, uh, AC United will tell you I was in a bad way. I was hobbling about. I didn't look good on the plane last night. Uh, one knee's slightly larger than the other one. But I literally was like, no, 
I've got a word to bring today. That's the one part that God's asked me to do. And the word today is to tell every person that hears my voice that God also has a purpose for you and a plan for you. And while you're here on earth, if you are redeemed, let's go about running with the good news. You are redeemed for a purpose. You're redeemed to make a difference. So if I need to sit on a stool, if I need to hobble around all day, I'll do it as I can still do my purpose. Your purpose at school tomorrow. Your purpose in your family tonight. Your purpose in your workplace this week. God needs you to run. God needs you to move. God needs you to bring the light to a dark and broken world. In every location, here in the Arise Centre and online, can we lift our hands in faith right now? And I'm believing, I'm believing that right now, people are going to have an Isaiah moment, a revelation and a realisation that because of what God has done for me, like a, an angel with a coal touching my lips right now, I'm believing supernaturally that's gonna happen to hearts and minds in this moment, wherever you are receiving this message. And then like Isaiah, our immediate response will be because of your redemption in my life, here I am, send me. If that's you, lift your hands as high as you can get them today. God, I'm praying, I'm believing, Lord, that we wouldn't waste the power of the cross. We wouldn't lose the power of the Gospel. Because of the cross, we are redeemed and we are redeemed for a purpose. So God, I'm praying right now, let people begin to strip off every weight that is holding them back and weighing them down and let the cry of Arise Church be, here I am, send me, here I am, send me. We are redeemed for a purpose. I am ready to go. I am ready to run. And if that's you today, in every location, can we give God some praise? Can we say amen? Can we say amen? Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.